I hear you're a river guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Class four, five. Uh huh. Which is it? Why don't you try putting those numbers together? That's right. I've shot a class forty-five, and I've never lost a man. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Hello. Start. Yeah, we did that. Start. Start. <laughs> okay, we're done. No, I will. I refuse to start it that way. Uh, we're back. We're here. Chubstep Greg is gone. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, we were pleasant when he was here, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Oh, that guy? oh, I live on an island. It's so beautiful here. I just swim in the ocean with sea turtles. Ugh. I know. Get over it already. Like, yeah, get over it. He cannot Stupid stop. Saipan, <laughs> that's like all he can talk about. Yeah, I mean, the ocean is like pretty big, I guess. Oh, it's not, it's not Saipan, it's Saipan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's call it Saipan. From now. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Perfect. So, Pat, I, before we went too, too far, we did kind of tease it last time. But you were at a trip recently, I believe in Florida. Is that correct? I was in Miami. That's in Florida. Yeah. I was just being specific. Okay. Tell me to talk about it. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, it was the first time I was ever in Miami. I've definitely been to Florida many times, but Miami is like a whole different city in itself. Um, super long plane trip, to be honest with you. Like, it was. Um, it was kind of weird. Like we were over the ocean at some point. Like there was no land when I was looking out the window and stuff. So yeah. that was kind of, you know. You're like, come on, guys. We're, we're, is this a joke? Turn the plane around. I'm like, what are we doing? But yeah. You took the um, wrong way. Let me try and sum it up as quickly as I can. I was at a bachelor party. Four days. Four days. Bachelor parties should never go more than two days because after the second day, you're like totally beat at this point. Yeah, you're hungover. Yeah, well, are you saying twofold? Yeah, you're saying you got there on a Thursday and left on a Sunday type of thing. Exactly. Yeah, I think the Friday to Sunday because you got to have the Sunday you're just kind of leaving anyway. But I, I like twofold. Yeah. yeah, I like I like a kind of yeah. All right, I can see that bet. Well, I was stupid, and I'll get into it. But Sunday, I, my plane was at seven thirty, and it was Memorial Day weekend, so I had to get up at like five in the morning oh, I've been there. on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. But anyway, uh, Thursday we get out there. Never been there before. We're like super pumped up. Uh, we went to, I forget the name of the restaurant, but it was like the number one recommended Cuban restaurant in Miami. So we all got Cuban sandwiches. Nice. And Oh, Chip, Chipotle. No. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, there was this bottle of orange sauce on the table. It, no is, label on it. Was it mo- it's just orange sauce. Was it mojo sauce, Pat? That's a classic Cuban sauce. No, Jared. I'll get into it. Okay. So anyway, we all get Cuban sandwiches. And, 
you know, I'm all about the sauce. Yeah. So that's what I'm about. I'm all about the yeah. sauce. I pour the sauce on my plate, start dipping my sandwich in it. And I'm like, guys, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And they all start doing it too, to the point where we killed the whole bottle of sauce, went to a table that was empty, got the other bottle of sauce and kept eating it. Nice. So <laughs> the waiter comes over to the table and he goes, or we ask him, we're like, what is this called in um, Cuba? Like, what kind of um, <laughs> what kind of sauce is this called? And he goes, French dressing. <laughs> just... Oh my god! <laughs> it was it, it was not French dressing because French dressing is red. Turns out it was Thousand Island sauce. <laughs> oh, <it was> nice. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> it's like a spicy ranch, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just it's not spicy. Complemented but... the sandwich really well. <laughs> yeah, it's good to but... know. That's why it was on the table, I guess. That's yeah, just classic. Like you're thinking you're being cultured, trying this new sauce, and just like, oh yeah, this is basically what's on the Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next day, we went to a pool party. It was at the Clevelander, which is kind of weird to be called that in Miami. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, the uh there's like the espn zone is connected to there i forget his name it's his last name is bellatard you know what i'm talking about jared uh mentally challenged pat oh (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about but there's a show that's filmed from there every day i'm just blanking on his first name for some reason oh dan Um, talking. yes thank you so we did that. The next day we went to the boat. And if I could talk about a, our boat trip really quick. Um, so we scaled the ocean in this boat. My friend made it sound like it was going to be like this like fancy boat where there was going to be like a bathroom and like things to oh, eat and like places <laughs> to sit down. We get on this boat. Mind you, there's six of us. And this is like just a regular motorboat. Like there's no bathroom. There's two seats, and we are going so fast to the point where the boat is tipping upwards oh, at some God. points. I thought I was going to fall out of the boat, be in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and get eaten by a shark yeah. at certain points. Yeah. Oh, God. So I, Sounds like a good boat. <laughs> it, ended up, it ended up being really fun, but the first 30 minutes, I was like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like holding on. <laughs> I, I, I literally was holding on, yes. <laughs> and um, we went to a sandbar. We got out of the boat. So the boat is at like 10, um, 10 feet deep, and the sandbar is like three feet deep. So we had to swim out there. And I found out that a couple of my friends don't know how to swim. Oh, oh. my gosh. And I've never talked about it on a show, but I used to swim competitively when I was a kid. Like I went to Junior Olympics. So I, you've never I mentioned know how to swim. I did not know that. Yeah, because I, I had no idea you were a junior you Olympic athlete. You don't brag about things before high school, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> some of my friends got a little too tipsy. They were trying to go back to the boat to get another drink. Uh, the tide just took them, and at a couple points, a couple friends were swimming backwards. So okay. I had to go into the water and help them get to the boat and then uh yeah like i said i had to get up at five in the morning to fly back home but miami's really cool miami um i'd never been there before it's a very hispanic down there in terms of like um 
just culture and language. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think we had a single Uber driver who spoke English. Just being honest. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Jared, guess what the first thing I did when I landed in Miami? What did I do? Uh, had a mojito. Uh, that's not really a man drink, but um, no. I want to guess. I want to guess. How dare you? Um, I got a haircut. You got a haircut. <laughs> oh, yes. Good guess, dude. What? Were, did you know a barber down there, or were you just like, damn, I should have risky. I would not do that. Illinois. Yes. I didn't have time to get a haircut back in Chicago, so I went to the first place that was closest to where the Airbnb was, and uh, the guy did not speak English. Mm-hmm. I just said, size one, scissors. He took care of me, shaved me. Um, just the head or cost full me 40 body? Bucks, but you know yeah. what? I showed up fresh as fuck, so <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fresh fade rolling up to the Bachelor Boys. Oh, That's yeah. Right. I like it, Pat. That was, I, that was my Miami trip. Yeah. The haircut thing, I would be way too nervous. I've had the same guy cut my hair since, like, eighth grade, and nobody else has touched it. Other than He's going to die one day, Jared. He is a little older than me, not much older than me. You uh, need to start figuring out a backup. Oh, my God. He has a son, but his son's really young, so hopefully by the time he passes away, his son can cut my hair. Yeah, you're gonna have to like subtly push him in that life direction. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. If the dad doesn't, I'll have to do that. Yeah, I like it. Um, well, glad that was a good time, Pat. I also like Miami a lot, um, and have been considering it as a location for my upcoming bachelor party at some point. So it's interesting uh, to hear other Uh-oh. people's perspectives. Uh oh! Uh oh! Everybody who listens to the show is invited. <laughs> Jared's tab. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's TBD. I I'm, haven't really thought about it much. Um, <clears throat> I did a trip that I had also mentioned on the last time. And I went to, as Pat likes to call it, Las Vegas. Ah, uh, Las Vegas. Well, that's what it's called, yes. Yes, but you will notice there they call it Vegas quite a bit. Even, like a lot, okay. I know they're from, I know Pat's argument is if you're from Vegas, you can call it Vegas, but. yes. What if you say Vegas baby? <laughs> it's like the same people who call Nashville Nash Vegas. Yeah, they're, they're Nash, I don't like. I don't agree with that. What about they're Rockford? going there once? They're, they're going there once every five years and acting like they own the town, but the town owns them. <laughs> what about what about Rock Vegas for Rockford, Pat? That's a thing. Yeah, Rock Vegas baby. Who's ever gone to Rock Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> Who's ever bragged about going to Rockford? <laughs> no, it's more like it's more like as a uh, you know as a joke type thing. Like it, it's so bad, you have to like they're just trying to make up for how bad it is to trick people. It's kind of like the Iceland Greenland thing. If we had to lose one uh, Chicago suburb, it's Rockford. Yeah, I would agree. Every everyone's in agreement. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So okay, I'll tell you how this how this trip started. So this was just a Tuesday to Thursday trip. Uh, I, my fiance was off work for the week. I could work remotely. So I just worked from kind of the hotel room. And then I just, you know, kind of, we went and saw things in the evening. So I was just like, all right, we'll go do this kind of couple day trip. Um, we go I'm there. Sure you did so much work. I actually did. I was in, I was in the, I definitely, I did not leave <laughs> at all, but it was actually nice. What was nice about it is it's two hours earlier there. So I was kind of, you know, you still had plenty of time after the work day was done to go see things around, you know, 
it's like you know oh, three yeah. o'clock there is like five go to the strip club and yeah that's where we were going gam- definitely gamble <laughs> yeah uh minimal gambling while i was there but here's what i will this is how the how the thing started so we get on the plane and we had a connecting flight on the way there which i typically try to avoid but we also bought these tickets very last minute so you know we're cutting some cost here so we get on the plane and the first flight's to arizona and this lady sitting right next to me if you had to picture what a karen looked like like this is to a t what this lady looked like um this guy walks on the plane without a mask and then she's like why doesn't he have a mask on why doesn't he have a mask on (laughs) and i was like oh my god it's not gonna be one of these things and she just like multiple times says it the guy just keeps walking past her ignores her then she after everybody sits down she pulls over the flight attendant and says that guy's not wearing his mask and then the flight is like, oh, he's wearing it now. Sorry, he wasn't. Keep in mind, the whole flight, this lady never had the mask above her nose. <laughs> That's the best part of this. It's like, <laughs> then we're walking. So she's not even worried her properly. Then we walk out of the plane and she says to the flight attendant one more time, there was a guy in the back that wasn't wearing his mask. And she's like, oh, sorry about that, ma'am. Yeah, we did what we could type of thing. You know, just like, okay, lady. Get off the plane. Um, it was my first time I've actually, you know, I've seen videos and stuff and heard the name all the time. This is the first time I've actually seen a Karen in real life. So that was, uh, you know, it was great. It was fantastic. I was glad I had to see that. Then Pretty hardcore Karen. Yes. Then there's a, flight, a short flight from uh, Phoenix to Las Vegas. We get on there, and there's already a girl that's just, like, wasted on the flight. It's like a 45-minute flight. And then oh, she, fuck, ke- yeah. and she grabs uh, my fiancé and tries to grab her arm and says do you want this bot? Like basically tries to give her a bottle of booze, which now I think at one point it was legal. It's now it's you're not allowed to bring on your own booze onto a plane. What? Yes. You are not allowed to. What if it's in a shot, a shooter? It was in a shooter. It was in a shooter. It was not allowed. Oh, well I didn't know that. Yes. You can't bring, I think it's like 3.8 ounces. You can't bring more than that of liquid onto a plane. I know that because I tried bringing hot sauce back from, place i went to in january that that and, is true they're like you gotta throw it out i'm like all right well why don't you just take it home and feed your kids some hot sauce <laughs> well in the vegas airport they sell bottles of alcohol that you can drink right there in the airport I, i'm just on the plane you are now not allowed to uh bring your own alcohol and they're actually not even a lot of flights are not even serving alcohol right now while covid stuff is going on oh um, but anyway, so that happens. Then we land, we get in this Uber and this guy is just, it starts off by, we get in the Uber and the guy is swearing at the car behind us. He's like, <laughs> this guy's fucking parking all, how's he fucking park like that? Like he's yelling, yelling. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And <laughs> this is kind of, you know, this is maybe like 1030 at this point. And then we're in the car. He's like, yeah, I've been a taxi car. I've been a taxi driver for like 25 years. And then he, Pat, you would have liked this part. He puts on Soundgarden and cranks it so loud. <laughs> I mean, it is like... What song? It, it was not a song that I recognized. Sound, Soundgarden, Deep Tracks. And, and it was not... How even, did you know it was Soundgarden? Because I could see the uh, serious, like the whatever his little display was on his um, on his thing. It just said that the artist. It didn't say the... Or I, I didn't recognize the name of it. We'll have but, to talk about this off the show. Okay. And you need to know what song it is he's now. blasting it, and it's not like it is not like a pump up type song. It's kind of a more mellow song, but he is cranking this song. And then you know he's driving like a madman, and then he's like, 
Yeah, take I had a first car, but not mess with me. I've thrown people in, you know, garbage cans before. And he's like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so this, it's been a little stressful of a travel by the time we get there, a little travel situation. We get to the, uh, we get to the hotel and it's, first of all, we walk in there. It's at the link. Do you know what restaurant is at the link, which I didn't realize till I walked in there? Red Lobster. No. It's, I, uh, oh, I know this. I know this. Yes. It's upstairs. Yes, it is. You got to go up the escalator, yes. like a big ass escalator. Yes, it's Taco Bell. I got really angry at a Taco Bell recently. Hash hash a go go. Damn which, it! <laughs> which I, I com- got. I went. I went up that escalator, but I was super drunk. Yeah, I didn't. I think I made it halfway, and then I started coming down. So I've complained about if people remember from last time I was in Las Vegas, like a year and a half ago. I com- oh yeah! <laughs> I complained about hash hash a go go because they did this ridiculous upcharge and charged me like ten extra dollars per Bloody Mary because we said we wanted it spicy, which means they added in a spicy vodka, which is like a ten dollar upcharge uh, yeah. per thing. I'm at the club, okay, popping bottles. That's what Vegas is all about. Not going to hash a go go arguing about a five dollar spicy upcharge. And so I was, anyway, so I had this like bad memory of that. We go to the, we go up to our room and the rooms were so cheap because it's middle of the week. So it was like an extra, like, you know, 20 bucks total or what, it was very cheap to just upgrade to a nice room that had a view of the strip. And so we, we decided to do that ahead of time. So we paid a little extra to get this view of the strip. We go up there and my view from, (laughs) view from the room is like, it is like, uh, Steve was talking before the show about how you look out his window and you can see the roof of a building right there. It was the roof of a building for, you know, a long time. And then you could see like the F from the Flamingo. No, no view of the strip. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, we paid extra money for this is the view that we got. And it's like, I don't really care, but I don't like getting upcharged and then not getting. Yeah, for bullshit. Yeah, for bullshit. So then we call, they like, oh, we can't do it over the phone. Then we walk downstairs with all of our stuff. And it's and we're kind of late and we're also hungry at this point because as we've been traveling a while, and it's like uh, eleven thirty I think at this point. And uh, we anyway we go up there and then they're like, oh yeah, sorry we didn't give you. A, you're right, you're not in a in a view room, but you're in a, a upgraded size room. So if we give you a view of the um, strip, then you're gonna have a smaller room. And I'm like, oh my God, fine. We'll keep the room because I was working out of the hotel room anyway. So I wanted a bigger room. So it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, we're done with that. We're all hungry. We, we look online and we're like, what places are open late? It's like Las Vegas. There should be food open late. We walk a, a couple casinos down to this place. And of course it's normally open 24 hours for the, you know, even though it says it online, it's not open. We walk over there. Oh, then no. we're like, okay. And then as we're walking back, like a few of the places we had kind of seen, like McDonald's style places, were closed. <laughs> now it's like twelve thirty, and we get into the. We see a White Castle that's still open. We walk in there, and there is a a line. And then there's this like this guy that you could tell does not want to be working there anymore behind the counter. And right when we get in line, like five minutes later, he basically keeps announcing over the speaker that he's not serving anybody else after this. So we get, we'll get our food in, but nobody else is. And if anybody orders like the 30 piece box, he's going to leave. 
Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> and then the food took so long. So it was like one fifteen by the time we actually ended up eating. And, oh, and so like, we're starving. We get white castle the first night and, but everybody in the line ended up being like friends <clears throat> by the end of this. Cause we were just waiting so long for this food. Uh, but that was kind of how Las Vegas started off, which is a little crazy. Did uh, it get better? It did get better. Actually, got much better for that. So we did this kind of tour, and I sent uh, Steed a Snapchat. Pat, you might have been on there, Oh, too, Chef but... Gordon Ramsay? Yes. Yeah. So on the second day we were there, we kind of did a tour of uh, celebrity chefs there. So we got Gordon Ramsay's fish and chips, legitimately the best fish and chips I've ever had. Uh, I knew it would be. And fish and chips and crab cakes are like two things that I try at restaurants all the time that are just usually disappointing, and I don't know why I always torture myself <laughs> well i would never crab cakes don't get that unless they're really expensive yeah that's I, my crab cake advice i agree and you you're a maryland guy so you I mean you know crab cakes i know a good crab yes. cake and I, I, see one. <laughs> I don't know why i think to get them when i'm not in maryland but i do <laughs> but i went to fish and chips fish and chips phenomenal then later that day we went to amalfi which is the main reason we kind of went there because bobby flay's new restaurant amalfi just opened up which is where the mesa grill used to be in uh, caesar's palace but we go in there, and guess who was sitting the table right next to me? You're never going to guess it because you're not going to think of the name. But it's it's uh, Derek Hoff. Uh, or Derek, sorry. Oh, is, Juliana Hoff's husband. Yeah, yeah. no, that Derek Hoff is. Guess. It's Derek Hoff, Juliana Hoff's brother. No, they're married. They just don't want you to know. <laughs> it's for publicity. Well, they're they're fooling everybody because he was there with his girlfriend, and I had. Oh. My, I texted my brother and dad because I know my dad watches a lot of those dancing shows and he's one dancing with stars a bunch of times. He did like a few other shows. And I texted my dad and, and my brother and my brother said to send him a glass of the house red, which is from It's Always oh. Sunny. <laughs> but this started a huge fight um, because my fiance would not let me send him a glass of the house red. I could, I could see you almost leaving Las Vegas. For not being allowed to send him a glass of the house red. Yes. <laughs> and you don't even have to do anything. You just send him the glass, and then he looks around, and you just nod at him, and then go back to your eating. Yeah, I would have raised, I would have raised my glass, you know, whatever yeah. I was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be just... famous so people do that to me. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, but I did, uh, the food was phenomenal there. I mean, some of the best food that I've had, um, a few of the things were really good. And then I did run into him in the bathroom, and we both said sorry to each other. Uh, oh, really? And it was, I think it was, I took it as, I mean, one could have interpreted it as it was sorry that we kind of ran into each other as I was exiting and he was entering. I think he was more sorry, and I know I was more sorry that we didn't get to spend more time together because I was leaving. Uh, we had other things to do. So I think it was both kind of like a mutual apology for you know, yeah. the fact that we had such a short encounter and that hopefully there'd be more in the future where we'd have more fun type of thing. Did he like say, as he passed you, did he say sorry and like caress the back of your arm with his, you know, long dancer's fingers? It was, there was definitely a gentle touch. I don't know what the best way to interpret it was, but there was definitely uh, a grazing of uh, bodily parts. And did he say sorry like this? <clears throat> sorry. While making eye contact, just <laughs> there was eye, there was definitely eye contact, um, and the sorry it could have been interpreted many different ways. It was so jumbled because the door was opening and stuff like that. 
Um, and he oh, did yeah. say I'm. It was very I'm as a personal sorry type of thing, you know. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. So, Jay, you knew he was sitting right next to you. You obviously had eyes on him. You watched him go to the bathroom and then made up an excuse that you had to go to the bathroom. I went just first. So run into him. I went first. Oh, I you actually, went first. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. So that's what I was saying. That's why I interpreted it that way because I was leaving as he was entering the bathroom. I, oh, man. Yeah. And how much taller were you than him? I'm just it's Significantly taller. <laughs> <laughs> He's very short. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right he's sorry, bro. Get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I I'll post this picture on uh, Chubstep Instagram. But he taught me this move in the dance in the in the bathroom that I performed at a wedding that was a couple days later. So. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I learned some stuff from him. That was my Las Vegas story. That's kind of what I wanted to uh, to say there. That's that's fun. It sounds like both of you guys had uh, some good trips. Yeah. Uh, Steve, is there something you wanted to get to? Yeah, I got uh, I got actually some pretty big uh, worldwide news. Yeah, actually, we'll save that for after the. Uh, we got an email. Oh, you want me to read that email? Yeah. Okay, we'll go to emails here. Chubstep.podcast at gmail dot com. I'll read it and then you can describe it. Yeah, you read it. You okay. Read it. <clears throat> this is called the Vax Conspiracy Steed Science Required. So we'll do more emails after the Steed Science. But it says, Steed, a friend recently responded to a party invite with this. And here's the quote. Hi, I won't be able to make the reunion. I have autoimmune and cannot be around anyone that has taken any of the COVID shots due to transmission of the spike proteins. Until more info studies are done, my physician has told me to avoid the situation. What a bummer. And then little side face. And then it says, uh, this girl is a serious anti-vaxxer for a long time. I don't even know what to say about this one. I need Steed Science to investigate the validity of this claim, Chub Daddy. Yes, Chub Daddy. One of my favorite Chub names. Uh, So mini Steed Science here. This isn't like a full Steed Science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we need to play the music. I'll still play Um, it because people like it. Okay, play half of it. Okay. Good idea. Everything in this world is made up of matter. And those matters behave with each other in certain ways. Okay. All right. So half of the after half of the Steed Science music plays, I will now uh, let you know the findings of my investigation. I actually found out uh, what is inside the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Because before, uh, you know, guy like me, I hear vaccine. What do I think is getting pumped into me? Blue liquid, uh, COVID-19, and, you know, I don't I don't know. So, like, gasoline, something to make me feel sick. Nanobots. That's what I thought a vaccine was. Yeah, antibodies or something. No. Wrong. We were all wrong. <laughs> Apparently, a vaccine... Uh, hang on. I completely forgot the word I'm looking for. There's a big hit word here. Cut this out. Just cut this all out. Can you hear me typing? I spelled vaccine wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
probably not probably not great probably not great if you're trying to explain what a vaccine is all right i'm about to break it down it's not the virus or whatever it's a part of the virus's rna am i getting that right not dna rna yep what is rna ribohoxynucleic at sorry mrna not rna so far so good steve you got it rna is just ribohoxynucleic acid mrna is messenger ribonucleic rohoxy acid and that directs your cells to make the spike protein <gasps> uh-huh so then your your body makes a protein and then your body gets the antibody response to the actual virus okay okay so you you're with me there yeah right yeah. no live virus but they do have the the spike proteins make your body make a immune response. Okay. So she's kind of right in the fact that she got spike proteins. Okay. Okay. But she, so she got one of the words right. Yes, that's the only part of her claim that was right. My conclusion is she is only trying to get out of going to a party. Why? Because the CDC, ever heard of them? (laughs) Yes. That stands for Center for Disease Control. Yep. And guess what? They recommend that people with autoimmune diseases get the COVID vaccine. Oh. Yes. The CDC recommends individuals with autoimmune diseases and those with weakened immune systems receive the COVID vaccine because there's no virus. It's only the spike protein. So your body would be able to better fight off the protein fight. Okay. So even if she made out with somebody at this reunion, which sounds likely. Yes. Um, and we, we did go over this. If she made out with somebody that made out with somebody that made out with somebody that had COVID, she's essentially vaccinating herself in that way, which she's refusing to do. Wow. What a bummer, she said, though. Seems like Chub Daddy could just respond to this and said, good news, check out, uh, you know, a couple minutes into Chub Step here. Sounds like you're set. <laughs> yeah. So did you know that Selena Gomez had uh, has an autoimmune deficiency disorder? Yeah. Doesn't she have lupus? Yes. I don't know what lupus is, but... She probably got her vaccine. I know some of these words. Yeah, I guess we'd have to have her on the show and ask her. But um, you know who else has lupus? Tony Braxton, uh, Seal, Terry Bradshaw, Lucille Ball, and James Corbin. Lucille Ball died. Oh, yeah, but she was like two hundred. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's all the. info i had there well that helps steve i think that uh i think i think that solves the thing that she said some right words but no she doesn't that this lady is uh she doesn't know what she's talking about yeah she's she's wrong uh tell her to go to her doctor and spit in his face okay (laughs) so you don't you don't i owe you nothing i like it yes i love it
Ooh, okay. Oh, this... don't get the vaccine if you're allergic to the vaccine also. Oh, good point. Good question. That's the yeah. last thing. That's my last disclaimer. Um, also, there's uh, been no research into vaccines on autoimmune disorder people, but they still recommend it. So okay. I'm just putting that. I'm just going to put that out there in case we get sued by this girl. Okay. Sounds, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, was there something else you guys want to get to here? We have some other emails here, but I think we might save some of them. I just have a quick Tanzania news. Oh yeah. That's let's hear it. it. Tanzania news. <clears throat> intro, 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 intro. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. And scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi, it's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a wazi, it's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. All right, Tanzania. This is a big Tanzania news story. Bigger than, uh, well, not bigger than the bulldog, Diane. Not bigger than, well, no, it is bigger than his replacement. Uh, Landmine detecting rat has retired at the age of seven. Ooh. Yes. Uh, the rat who is from Tanzania, born, raised, and trained in Tanzania, um, named Magawa, has been sniffing out landmines in Cambodia for seven years. Oh. Yes. Uh, he was so efficient, he won an award, a gold medal, for his life-saving bravery and devotion to duty. Okay, because I saw that, because I saw a rat with a gold with a medal around it. I was like, what is this? Yeah, that's the rat that's yeah. been detecting <laughs> landmines. So it's it's equivalent to, like, I guess the, uh, what is the highest civilian honor in America? It's medal the honor? Medal of Freedom. Oh, medal, oh, for non-military? Yeah, non-military. It's the Medal of Freedom. So he essentially received the Medal of Freedom. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the rat. What? Okay. Well, why? how come Tanzania can figure out what to do with these rats and we just have this crazy problem in Chicago with rats? Like, what's what's the big difference there? Uh, well, this rat was actually trained by Belgians. So it's a oh. rat born in trans Tanzania, Belgians, sent to Cambodia to sniff out landmines. And in return, they would give him peanuts and bananas. What do you? What could we train the rats to do in Chicago since there's not many landmines? Oh, what could we train them to do? Hmm. I mean, if we had the Belgian charity training Tanzanian rats, yeah. I think you could get them to pick up garbage and bring it to a station. Yeah. And then they would be rewarded with uh, peanuts and bananas, which was Magawa's favorite food. I am totally okay with funding some peanuts and bananas. I would like, like on the beach, I was, so I was playing sand volleyball earlier today. There was a lot of like broken glass. Like, yeah, I, what's yeah, up with that? I want like garbage picked up from the beach more specifically because I was there earlier, but also yeah, from parks yeah. or sidewalks. Or Is, just anywhere in Chicago. Or anywhere in Chicago. Yeah. Just please pick up the garbage. Uh, but, that's fine. Also, what about finding potholes? And you could train them to lie in there and fill yes. them up so your car goes over it smooth. 
exactly. I think that's a great use of rats. If they could go, that's one Pat would be okay with. Yes, I agree with that. If Pat were here right now, if he were with us now, he would be totally okay with that. We actually don't know what happened to Pat. The call dropped out, <laughs> and now I don't know where call Pat is. Dropped or something. To yeah. anyone that's confused. If anyone's um, confused, we actually don't know where Pat is. You know what? I just sort of woke up in a parking lot. I don't really remember the details too much. So this rat, Magawa, he detected 71 landmines and 38 items. This is, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. So he detected, I don't know, 100-something things. He covered 225,000 square meters of land. Wow. Equivalent to 42 football pitches. I don't know exactly how big a football pitch is, but it's probably about the size of a football field. Okay. Maybe. I they seem bigger in the, you know, TV, but it's a lot of land. It's a lot of um, land. That's that's yeah. crazy to me that like I feel so like I feel like the training of my dogs has just been a complete waste. Like we've got some rat that could just do this amazing task i don't (laughs) and so it says he could walk around the size of a tennis court in 30 minutes and a human using a metal detector it would take four days to go around something that size well that number seems wrong but that's that's (laughs) what the tanzanian citizen uh internet website says i like it but it's that's wild and the whole landmine things are just so crazy i mean i like it seems like they always have such a long-term impact on things that just like they're meant for an immediate use while the war is going on or something, but it always long-term ends up affecting, it seems like kids and things like it's a horrible. Yeah. Cause the, well, the people that put these landmines down were uh, not the best. Yeah. I guess they're probably not thinking about the kids. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they're just doing it as a quick fix to try and win a war and they have like no morals yes that's At a good all. point that's a good point I, yeah i'm sure they're, they're not not the nicest people so i'm sure they're not thinking about that. yeah 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 but it is pretty crazy and in cambodia there's like three to ten million landmines that's wild it's just nuts so why yeah is... they've had oh keep going uh they've had sixty four thousand people die from landmines and like a bunch more like lose limbs and stuff so my question is, why is this guy getting to retire? Um, so they're actually really sweet about it. They said, uh, this, is a, this is a quote. After detecting 71 landmines, 38 items of unexploded ordnance, he's getting a bit tired. <laughs> the best thing, The best thing to do is retire him. Okay. <laughs> So, he, so they noticed he was slowing down a yeah. little. I don't know what the rat lifespan is. This is a big-ass rat, though. They got a little leash on him and a metal, and he's got big, like, he's a cute little boy. He's like a kangaroo kind of looking rat. Yeah. Welcome I back. like him. Welcome but back. But he's, uh, yeah, they're retiring him. They seem to be very uh, thankful. They call him a very exceptional rat, and they say they're going to miss him. But... He's uh he's gonna live a nice retirement. Oh good. good. Sorry, I'm choking up. Yeah, that's fair. And I probably, just love Magawa. Did they just put him back to the sewer? So much. Is his retirement in like the I'm sewer community? <laughs> just, you go back to the streets now, right? Anyway, so that's Tanzania News. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. Okay. I think that's we lost your I was gonna ask Steed in the retirement, 
for these rats, uh, do they just put them back like in the streets? They just go back to the sewers? This was never a street rat. This was a born and bred in a laboratory rat. This rat is going, he's probably going to live a better life than you will ever live. That's probably true. All right. He's, he's a sorry. hero. He's I'm a, a little hero. defensive hero. about Magawa. Okay, but that's fair. Yeah, he's going to live a great life. Yeah. Maybe he'll be a breeder. I would breed that rat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it should get, that should get as much money as like these horses that win the Indy, you know, not, not the, the uh, Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, what would you rather have, a fast horse or a rat that detects landmines? I think I'd rather have the rat. Around your house. Yeah. So, Pat, is there something you want to get to? You were off for a little bit. Um, Was there something else you want to get to? No, I had the Miami trip. I had a family wedding, but we don't even talk about that. Well, I had had a wedding as well, and I had an idea for a wedding. You can hear me out on this because – I actually really enjoyed um, the speech at this. Like, I always find things that I, you know, I like at wedding. Like, I've never had gone to a wedding and had a bad time. It's always fun. Um, and one thing that really stood out to me at this wedding was I loved the best man speech of this one. And it was, uh, it was interesting because I actually didn't know. This is one of my high school friends. I didn't know the the best man. It was one of his college friends. But it was a very fun speech. It was, it was a great wedding. But I had a thing. I had a thought about speeches and it's usually speeches are usually the best man, the maid of honor, and then maybe both dads. That's, I would say it's pretty typical. Would you say so? Yeah. Yeah. I had an idea. What about the last person that got invited to the wedding? Like the kind of person that just barely made the cusp. Like that would be a good one. I, I want to hear from that person. Cause it's kind of like the um, Mr. Irrelevant in the, you know, NFL draft, like they kind of let that, that person sometimes gets like a mini parade. They get like, you know, the, you actually get a lot more from being misrelevant than you do get second to last in the draft. Like it's they get a reasonably a priced car sometimes. Yeah. No, you seriously do get some like, like some bonuses uh, from, from being misrelevant. But how, what do you think about that for wedding guest? I think you're kind of singling like a person out for <laughs> not making the first cut and then <laughs> Not enough hey. people RSVP, so at least you know, they're there. Yeah, at least your dad's they had the invite. friend's friend ended up making it to the wedding. Uh, I don't know. I don't. If like I had it. my dad's I think it's friend's stupid. friend going to my wedding, uh, I better be marrying the Queen of England, and she better be paying for that wedding. You, am I right, fellas? You're right, Steve. Good luck with that. I, I, I think I would like to see it just because I would. <laughs> I yes would the person could they potentially be a little offended that you know they were like last to be invited yeah you don't like, have to like, tell them that? you could just be like hey we want you to make a speech yes and then Jared, after, yeah. like people get offended by being the last in line in like the bridal party like imagine being <laughs> that's a girl thing also well, I will never stand at the back of a line at a as a bachelor man I would rather not go I wouldn't go to the wedding. I didn't even know that the order made a difference until like yesterday. The order makes a difference, Jared. <laughs> I, I, to me, it does not. Um, Closest so. to the front is your best friends, and then in the back is like the bride's brother that you like had to make a groomsman. <laughs> I, I will tell you this: there was a friend of ours um, who was in the um, the bridal party. And he was last in line. And I wasn't even in the bridal party. So I was like, kind of like, uh, 
Well, I guess I'm not that important. And you might have been Mr. Irrelevant. When I was talking to him, he was like, yeah, well, I was the last one, so I was the first one to get cut. I was like, well, uh, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing either. I don't think that every guy thinks about that necessarily. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yes. You know what, Jared? I'm getting married next week. You want to be a groomsman? Yeah, sure. Have fun at the back of the line. <laughs> 22 groomsmen. You're not even going to be in the church. <laughs> line out the church. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. What about just making everybody in your wedding a groomsman? I feel like you get more money. I uh, I feel like you'd get less money because they're going to pay more money on the tuxedo. Yeah. All that but, stuff. Tuxedo's optional. How funny how funny would that be if like you tell every one of your guests that they're gonna be in the bridal party? Like <laughs> you start walking up and that they don't realize it till like the day uh, so of funny. You don't like this, man? I like the idea of the rehearsal. Like all of a sudden all a hundred and you know, whatever people are at the rehearsal for it. And it's like all of a sudden they walk down the aisle and everybody goes up, greets the groom or the bride, and then walks back to their aisle. Because there's not I, enough room yeah. to stand there. Or everybody's standing. Everybody's standing next to them. That would be inclusive. That would be very inclusive. <laughs> and there's nobody sitting down. Except for some old people that can't stand up the whole time. Yeah, they're not in the party. That's for sure. No. I think these are some good ideas. But, yeah, Pat, you don't can have to I, do Can I tell uh, the, the best wedding story I've ever seen Please. in my life? Yeah, we'll wrap it up with that. Okay. We're at a wedding in Florida. Um, so it's a destination wedding and all the groomsmen had tuxedos. They had to like get picked up and shit. And like, you're obviously bring it's on Florida on the beach. So you're wearing like, you bring beach clothes and nothing. Yeah. And they had uh, socks with the tuxedos and everybody's like getting dressed in the same room, throwing down, putting their socks on. And uh chub step Mike opens up his box of his like shoes and socks or whatever. Yeah. And they gave him with like, I don't know, his adult sized shoes. They gave him baby sized socks. Oh, no. Like the socks were two inches long. <laughs> like the size of my big toe. Like they would fit on my big toe. Yeah. Like a fucking person, an adult person <laughs> with baby socks in this thing. So like 20 minutes before the wedding, he just like pulls him out of his bag. He's like, what are these? Oh my these, god! These tiny little socks. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was very funny. I think we tried to prank him at his wedding with uh, some baby socks, but he was ready for it. <laughs> he saw it coming. That's hilarious. Yes, I do. I do love a good mishap like that, um, and I hope that never happens to me. But I love when it happens to other people. Well, thank you for that uh, memory, Steed, and. People email the show. We'll get to some more email. We got a bunch of emails we'll get to next week. Email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on Apple Podcast, I guess it is. The podcast app. The podcast app. Um, <clears throat> you also had a funny story about a wedding. Yes. Where you met Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. I did. Um, so one other thing that happened at the wedding was the song that the DJ played, probably the, I, okay, if I were to describe how the song were to go, you would not expect it to be a wedding. The song was, 